This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. So before we get into today's topic, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about something that I uh, was talking to somebody else about on the phone on the way to the luxurious studios of the Fearless Agent podcast with my lovely co-host and producer Ramon. So, uh, talking to I'm going to have you write something down. If you if you if you you know pull over the car, write this down. So this lady was talking to me, lovely fearless agent coaching student. She has a listing that uh, is listed at forty five thousand dollars. So you know that's luxury living. It's adult uh, only community, and uh, so write down forty five thousand now. It had previously been listed at 50, I believe, and then the price was reduced to 45. And in the last two weeks, she uh, has had only two showings a week. So on the last episode of the podcast, we were doing a little pricing thing, but this popped into my head. So the value of the property, we know, fair market value, which is the price at which your listing would get one showing a day after the initial spurt is over. On the last episode of the podcast, we talked about that. So if you're getting two showings only a week, you don't have to wonder, oh, gee, am I priced right? No, you're overpriced. It's a little overpriced, not a ton overpriced, but you're in the ballpark, but it's not worth $45,000. We know that. Now, perhaps... It is worth forty. Perhaps if we were priced at thirty nine nine, forty thousand dollars, we would get one showing a day. Maybe not guaranteed, but maybe. But I know at thirty five, I would. Okay, so I know it's worth thirty five. I know it's maybe worth forty, and I know it's not worth 45. Now, how do I know that? Well, I'm not basing it on the comps. I don't need to look at the comps because I'm already on the market. The market is telling me everything I, I, I know. Now, I happen to know, a little inside information, that the lady bought this three years ago for $25,000 and she overpaid a little bit then. And then she probably spent maybe about $10,000 in fixing it up. She couldn't have spent more than that. So she might get $2,500 of the fix-up back because she didn't pick the colors the new people want. She didn't – and it's, she's already stunk it up and it smells like old people, like, you know, mothballs and, you know, that kind of stuff. Bengay and mothballs. That's the smell of old people and equity, by the way. So there's that. So it's for sure worth thirty-five. It might be worth fair market value forty. Guaranteed, it's not worth forty-five. So, what is the foundational principle of pricing? It is this. Okay. So, I want you to draw two up and down arrows. Okay. An arrow or two vertical lines uh, 
maybe six inches apart with a little arrow at the top and the bottom of each one. So at the on the left vertical line that you drew with an arrow on the top and an arrow on the bottom, write the word above it, uh, asking. At the top of the vertical up and down arrow on the right, write selling. At the bottom of the left one, write selling. And at the bottom of the right one, write asking. This is the little visual we use in the fearless agent pricing presentation. So how many of you have ever seen a situation – how many of you out there in real estate radio land have ever seen a listing where they were priced up here but then they ended up selling it down here? Oh, you've all seen that by a show of hands. I noticed you all raised your hands. You've all seen that. So you've seen houses where they were asking up here and then they ended up selling down here. Okay. How many of you have ever seen a situation where they were asking a price down here and then it ended up selling up here above that? Oh, you've all seen that too. Well, isn't that absolute guaranteed proof that there is no relationship whatsoever between the asking price and the selling price? In fact, when you're choosing – and this is the foundational principle of pricing right here. This is it. So write this down. When you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get. You're choosing how long you're going to wait to get what you're going to get. When you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get. Because if we were and we owned a $45,000 condo, we'd just say, well, I'm going to price it at 10 gugillion dollars and we'd be gugillionaires, right? Okay. So when you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get because that has already been decided by God or the market. So when you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get. You're choosing how long you're going to wait to get what you're going to get. For example, this condo, let's see if we can agree – we know it is not worth 45000 It is not. We're only getting two showings a week. Fair market value is not $45,000, okay? It could be forty. There's no evidence of that, but it's likely if I'm getting two showings a week at forty-five. if I ask 40, I'll get one a day, maybe, but not for sure. Now, for sure at 35. I would. So I know it's worth 35 fair market value. It could be worth 40. Okay. Well, let's pretend that we do know in fact it's worth 40, okay? So if I was to price it at $10,000, $9,900 active in the MLS, what would I sell it for? The answer is 40. Because it's worth 40. How long would it take? It would take two seconds. It would take 10 minutes at the most, okay? So if I listed it at $75,000, how much would I get? I'd get 40 because fair market value is 40, okay? So how long would it take to get the 40 that I'm going to get anyway? Oh, it would take eons like stalactites would be growing while we're waiting for that to happen, okay? So 
when you're choosing the asking price, you're not choosing how much you're going to get. You're choosing how long you're going to wait to get what you're going to get anyway. So if the seller, this woman in this case, is willing to take $40,000 cash from me today for her $40,000 fair market value condo, um, would it be a good idea to list it at 75? No. Would it be a good idea to list it at 40, 39.9? Yes. And in 30 days, she'd have her money in her hand. Would it be a good idea to list it at 35 to get 40? Yes. Would it be a good idea to list it at 25 to get 40? Yes. The only thing that's stupid would be to be at 45, which is where we are now, or 50 or 70, like the other ones in the complex that are going to expire three times in a row with different realtors until finally somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm willing to take fair market value and I'm willing to do business with the agent who knows what they're doing and lists it at fair market value. Or now, is it possible that if I listed it twenty four nine, I get fifteen cash offers in one day, and I bid them up to fifty. Yes, that's possible. But that would never happen if I asked fifty. Of course, that would be possible. But it's worth forty. So, the foundational principle of pricing that everybody needs to get. Realtors are the people that have a struggle with this more than sellers. The sellers get it. It's realtors I have a hard time selling this on. It is when you're choosing the asking price, you are not choosing how much you're going to get. You're choosing how long you're going to wait to get what you're going to get. And yes, fearless agents do a magic trick to get way more than that. But uh, every seller has to be willing to sell at fair market value. So what is the definition of a seller? Because we talked about a little bit about that on last week's podcast with Ron the guest, and that is they have to be nice, sane, and smart, okay? Are you going to do business with somebody who's not nice, not sane, and not smart? Even if you did get paid, you'd probably regret it. So they have to be nice and sane and smart. I have a little sign on my wall at home. It says, it is not my job to make stupid people smart, mean people nice, or crazy people saying, it is my job to find nice, sane, smart people and do business with them. So let's say you find somebody who says they want to sell their house and they're nice and they're sane and they're smart. What if they don't have a ton of equity to pay you with? What happens is they're not going to appreciate it when you do a good job and you sell their house for fair market value or above because they're in a financial bind. Uh, they bought a house and sold it too quick. They bought a house they never should have bought. They bought a house that went down in value probably because it was luxury or multifamily or a condo or something that, that never is a good investment. But that makes your job a living hell. So if you could choose to only do business with people that have a ton of equity, that have owned the house for 20 years or more, and they have a ton of equity to pay you with, and they were nice and sane and smart, would your life as a real estate professional be easier? Yes, it would be. But under no circumstances ever do business with anybody 
who is not deadly serious, and I mean put the house on the market today, never do that with somebody who is not deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, at the market's definition of fair market value. Not what the comps say, because when the market is going down rapidly, the comps are up here. By the way, when the market is shooting up rapidly, the comps are down here, and it would be dumb to sell it for that. So if somebody is really, really willing to sell their house right now at fair market value, that's a seller. If they don't have any equity, it's going to be unpleasant dealing with them. If they're not nice and they're not and they're sane and they're smart, they're not nice, sane, or smart, it's going to be unpleasant dealing with them. So to be paid and have it be a pleasant experience, what has to be in place? Well, they have to be nice, sane, smart. They have to have a ton of equity to pay you with, and they have to be willing to sell their house right now at fair market value, at whatever that turns out to be. Like they don't know, but they have to sell it, so they'll sell it at fair market value. So if they have a money problem, it's helpful or a health problem or some kind of problem. So you might have to stay on the phone prospecting longer to find those people than to find the ones who are ready to sell right now at fair market value with no equity and they're not that nice or sane or smart. You might have to stay on the on the phone longer prospecting to find the people who are uh, nice and sane and smart uh, or wouldn't as wouldn't take as long to find the people that are nice and sane as smart, but they don't have any equity and they're not really serious about selling right now at fair market value. So you'll stay on the phone longer. So don't go on these presentations that aren't going to work. So here's a little odd rule of thumb: if you schedule five listing appointments a week, by the way, if any of the stuff that we talk about on our little podcast here makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were in your and I know I can help you by the way there's no doubt about that are you willing to be helped it would be the question but if you if you're open to the idea of having some help with that uh, if you would like to learn more you can call me anytime directly on my cell phone number at 480-385-8810 and let's just see if you and what you're trying to do um, in your real estate business and what we do here at the uh, Fearless Agent Headquarters is a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, then you and I will both admit that, that it's not right for you, which is fine. And I'm still going to help you in some other ways that wouldn't involve coaching. So 480-385-8810. And I love talking to realtors. Please don't think you're ever bothering me. Don't email to me and don't text me. I just saw somebody texted me because they're, you know, I don't know what that's all about. But it has nothing to do with sales. I can tell you what that's about. Always call me, 480-385-8810. If you uh, can't afford our coaching but you wish you could, please go to fearlessagent.com. Watch. We have a 45-minute webinar Take lots of notes. There's a speaking page with an excerpt from a two-day event that's about 25 minutes long. Watch that. Take notes. 
go to the video training page, watch all the videos. They're kind of categorized in different categories. And that would be insanely better coaching and training in real estate sales for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. I guarantee you that. And you will know that as soon as you watch them. So, uh, and again, always call me, 480-385-8810. Now, um, the thing about pricing is in our head, we have these little voices. We have the real, we have the, if you're a realtor, you have the seller's voice in your head that causes you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. You want to be liked by the seller. And you think, the seller's going to like me more if I lie to them about the price on the high side. Well, there's a little thing called the code of ethics. And you cannot, as a real estate professional, as a member realtor, as a realtor, realtor, a member of the National Association of Realtors, ever mislead a seller as to the value of their property. Now, that most commonly happens because somebody wants to get a listing, they're in competition with other realtors, and if they fudge the numbers high, they think the seller will like them better and do business with them more likely. The other way it happens, which is worse, I think, is that uh, they mislead the seller into thinking the price is too low, so they then buy it uh, or their close friend who's an investor or partner of theirs buys it below market and they don't disclose that to the seller. Now, that's less common, but the more common thing is trying to get the listing and, and over-pitching the price. So pricing is seductive and it makes people do things that they should not do. I want more for my house than it's worth, okay? So let's let's pretend I'm a typical seller. I'm nice, I'm sane, I'm smart. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. But I'm nice, I think. I'm nice and sane and smart. I do have a ton of equity in my house to pay you with, and I'm deadly serious about selling my house right now at whatever fair market value happens to be because I'm in a situation where I have to sell my house. I got a job transfer. I broke my hip, and it's a three-story house. It's a, it's a health problem. I lost my job. I got a job transfer. You know, whatever it is, it is. Divorce, you know, whatever. Death. So I have to sell. Now, uh, am I – happy if you sell my house for way more than it's worth. Would I like that? Yes, I would like that. So if you're a fearless agent, you don't sell the process. Okay, This is why no other agents can compete with fearless agents because they're always selling the process. Sell the outcome. Sell the product. The process is we uh, put your house on the market. We charge you 7%. We uh, take a bunch of pictures of the inside of your house so everybody in the neighborhood now knows you live like a pig, and we keep beating you down on the price until you finally say uncle and give in. Okay, so the process is horrible. There's no doubt about that. So the product is what fearless agents sell. So what is the product? Well, if I could – let's say I have an amazing strategy, and I do. And it would 1,000% guarantee you, the seller, that uh, your house 
would sell and the buyer would grossly overpay for it and they'd be actually happy that they grossly overpaid for it. And you would end up netting tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could never get any other way with or without an agent. Any other agent could never do it. I'm talking net after all the expenses are paid. Is that something you would want to hear about or are you allergic to money? Oh, you're not allergic to money. Oh, so you would want to hear about it. Okay. So I booked the appointment because I'm not at all talking about the process until you're sold on the product. Now, you just said you want the money, right? When is the soonest I could plunk the tens of thousands of dollars into your hand and that would coincide with moving day roughly? And you say, well, hey, we're ready, right? 30 30 days, 45 days, something like that. So you're ready now to collect the tens of thousands of extra dollars. Again, it's not money you deserve. It's more than your house is worth. It's more than any other agent could get you net after all the expenses paid. Basically, you'd take the money now. Is that correct? Yes, you would? Okay. Now, can I explain step-by-step exactly how I do that little magic trick right there? And you would say yes. And only now am I going to talk about the process. And I'm only going to talk about step number one in the process because I don't step two you until I step one you. So step one is we're going to meet. And I like to meet with people in the afternoons or the evenings. Do you guys have nine to five jobs? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got Thursday at 7 p.m. available or would the following Monday be better? And I booked the – now, part of the process that I'm going to go through and I'm not going to go through the whole thing now is that I need – all the decision makers are going to be there. Now, I'm never going to use the word decision makers because if I use the word decision, you know, it's like holding up a cross and garlic to Dracula. We don't, we don't, they don't want to think I'm not going to, we're not going to be signing anything tonight, Bob. So I'm, I'm, I, I say, are you married? Yeah, I'm married. Okay. Is your wife, if I'm talking to the husband, is your wife when the house is sold and you move, is she going to be moving too? Yes. Okay. Are you going to split the money? Yes. Okay. Now, if your marriage is like my marriage, she gets 90%, you get 10%. But that's beside the point. Don't worry about that. But you'll both be moving. Okay. So when we meet, one requirement I have is that both of you will be there. So we're going to set a tentative appointment because I know you haven't talked to your wife or your husband. So I'll see you at 7 p.m. Thursday night. And uh, when we meet, you both have to be there. And if you can't be, you have to call me. Do not text me. Do not email me. You have to call me, and we will reschedule. And the reason we're not going to do texting, just (laughs) so you guys know out there in Radio Land, is because you can't set appointments via text and email. The worst habits of poor, poorly trained salespeople are texting and emailing. Disasters happen from that. Bad things that would have never happened if you'd have just picked up the phone and called. Now, they're allowed to text you, but you call them back if they text you. So you book the appointment via phone. You, you get all the, 
So all the decision makers are going to have to be there. The other thing is they have to be uh, real sellers. Like I don't want to go on uh, appointments where they're not real sellers. So write this down. Schedule five listing appointments a week to cancel. You go on three and you get one listing a week. So if you were brand new in real estate or you were underperforming, let's say you did uh, 20 listings last year or 20 closings last year or you know 30, my goal for you would be that you would do 40. So I give everybody that goal. If you, if you want to focus on listings, if you want to focus on buyers, then I'm going to give you a different goal. But most people that I talk to, not all, but some, most, want to focus on listings. So the goal would be 40, which gives you eight weeks off. So that would be 40-week year, 40 weeks or eight weeks off of non-working weekdays. So then you're going to schedule five. You're going to have two cancel. You'd go on three and you'd get one and you'd get it at 7% and keep four. Now, the people that I coach that do 160 listings a year, that's four times 40 for those of you who are good at math like me, then uh, or not, then how many listing appointments do they have to schedule a year? And the answer is five. You'll never have to schedule more than five because what I've taught them to do is to never have anybody cancel. And they get every listing they go on. So their ratios are better. So the scheduling five is all you're ever going to need to do to get rich in real estate, realtor rich, not, you know, Oprah rich. So that that's it. So uh, the thing I want everybody to remember is the mindset, okay? We've talked about pricing and, you know, a number of different things. But how you think about this stuff is, you know, you have to say I'm doing – we're going to deal in the truth. If I'm worried about what the seller thinks of me, I might lie. If I'm worried about what anybody – what the other realtors think of me, I might lie. Not to them, to myself. If I'm worried about what the seller thinks of me, I might lie Maybe not even to them, but to myself. So then I'm just going to say, oh, this is what I think, and it isn't even what I would think, honestly. So the secret is to get your head right. Never care what people think. And I don't even care what I think. I, I want to have evidence that it's true. So the reality is the reality. And here's the reality. The goal, let's say, is to earn $200,000 net taxable income per year. Let's say that was my goal. And in order to do that, I'd have to gross, you know, before the split and everything and the expenses, $400,000 gross close commissions. And in order to do that, I'd have to get 40 listings over the next year. And in order to do that, I'd have to schedule five listing appointments a week. Okay, so in my head, I need to know that the 200 is not the goal. The 400 gross is not the goal. The 200 net's not the goal. The 400 gross is not the goal. The 40 listings is not the goal. The five is the goal because those things aren't going to happen unless I schedule five. I might do better than that if I schedule five, 
But if I don't schedule five, I'm not going to do that. And the secret to hitting your goal is to not, N-O-T, do not commit to that goal. Commit to the process that makes that goal happen. What is the process? That is, do not get off the phone until you have scheduled five listing appointments a week. You're not going to get off the phone until you've scheduled five listing appointments a week. That's the process that you commit to. Then the goal will happen. Then you get the 400. Then you get the 200. Then you get the new car. Then you get the boat. And then you're screwing around on the boat all weekend. And then you don't do your prospecting like you should. But it's a vicious circle. It's a vicious cycle. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. It's my cell phone. I'll even answer. Unless, of course, I'm doing the podcast, then I won't answer. Or if I do, you'll be on the podcast. That's how that works sometimes. And until, oh, by the way, please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on iTunes. And until next week, do what you always do when you're a fearless agent. Have fun. Always be humble. And above all, be fearless. Bye, gang. Bye, gang.